not met you before, my name's Safe, and this is my husband Ian, and we're the site pastors here at Cardiff North. And we are finishing off the series today on being kingdom carriers. And as you can tell, you get a tag team this morning. So generally, we would say we feel like we're a pretty good team. We balance each other out. We're very different, and we try and play to our strengths, and that tends to work well. Uh, For example, for probably 99% of our marriage, Ian has always done the cooking. Uh, He is an excellent cook and loves it, whereas I do not. Baking, absolutely. I'm your woman if you want like a cake or something or a sticky toffee pudding, then I definitely, yeah. I, uh, I love the baking, but not so much the cooking, so I'll let Ian crack on with that, which works out very well for me. But a few times recently, we've ended up doing some cooking together. Like a couple of weeks ago, Ian's been an absolute trooper and has been painting our hallway. We've got loads of DIY to do on the house at the moment, so he had had quite a long day doing that, so I thought, right, I'm going to help with the dinner, because then he was also planning on making a curry from scratch. It's like, that is um, quite an undertaking, but go big or go home. So uh, <laughs> that's how Ian likes to cook, I think. It's always, always the best, if possible. So I offered to help, and I was appointed sous chef, um, and I was given the sagaloo, and Ian was going to make the chicken korma. So we've each got our own domain, which worked pretty well to start with. But... The sagaloo recipe, I'm not being funny, it was ridiculous. (laughs) It was like, right, finely chop all of these onions and then dice all of this garlic and then this ginger and then loads of spices and everything. And it's like really precise and it was just taking forever. I think probably because I don't cook very often, it was then taking me a really long time to finely chop this onion. And I was just getting really tired and fed up. And then it told me to do something ridiculous with the spinach. Like half of it you chop and then the other half you sort of loosely do something else. And I was like, are you just (laughs) taking the mick? And at this point, I'm not proud of it, but I was like, Ian, I just want to give up. I'm going to go and sit down. I just need a minute. I just need a minute to go and just sit down. Because I was getting so cross with this recipe. And I was like, you've given me a really labour-intensive recipe to do. While he's just like having a great time making his curry. And then realised, as Ian sort of came to try and help and step in, it was like, oh, oh no, so if I normally just put it all in the blender and it takes like five minutes. <laughs> Two minutes. Didn't, he didn't tell me that though, did he? So uh, yeah, at that point, that was probably not us playing to our strengths or being a brilliant team. But hopefully this morning, it's going to be as successful <laughs> as a nice big heartwarming curry. It did turn mm. out well in the end. Um, But I needed some carrying along the way. Um, But hopefully, yeah, nice heartwarming curry this morning. Or actually, it's the end of the series, so maybe like a really nice apple crumble or something like that. Well, insert insert your favourite pudding. Um, Something that just leaves you feeling full to the brim, but satisfied and maybe excited for more. So, as Sophie... Is that gone? There we are. Sophie said this morning... uh, I'm going to change this. There was one playing up last week, and I think we found the mic that isn't working. There it is. Uh, So Sophie said, uh, this morning we're finishing off our series in the Kingdom Carriers. We've been in it for a a couple of months, I think. It's been one of our longer series. And we'd like to use this time just to explore what we think this actually looks like on a local scale in Cardiff North. Um, and share with you where we feel God is leading us as a site just off the back of this series. So those of you who have been with us throughout the series will know that being kingdom carriers is one of our values as a church. And it's about carrying the kingdom of God, his rule and reign in our everyday lives. It's about recognizing the authority we have through the power of the Holy Spirit and as followers of Jesus 
to see the kingdom break into our community. That's what it's about. And as we've heard, it's about proclamation and demonstration, talking about Jesus, but also showing his love through practical support and supernatural signs. It was amazing to hear um, those stories from Storehouse and that practical demonstration of Jesus' love. But we also believe that we demonstrate his love through praying for people and seeing people healed and lives restored through the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. So it's about stepping out and having courage to invite the kingdom to come in our families, neighborhoods, and workplaces. That's what Being Kingdom Carries is about. And we hope that as we've ventured through this series as a community, that you've been inspired and encouraged. And we hope that God has been speaking to you and challenging you individually about this, about what it looks like for you to be a kingdom carrier. What does it look like for you to be a kingdom carrier in the places that he has positioned you uniquely? You're uniquely positioned where you are. Um, Every single one of you in this room. What does it look like with the skills that he's given you, with the experiences that he's guided and carried you through, with the opportunities that are before you and the people that he's placed around you? What does it look like for you to be a kingdom carrier? Well, we are all called to be kingdom carriers, aren't we? Every single one of us, everyone gets to play. That's a phrase that we've shared throughout this series. This is for everyone, everywhere, every day. And if you've encountered Jesus and accepted him as your Lord and Savior, then you are a kingdom carrier. Uh, You have a kingdom identity and you have been given a kingdom authority. You have been given kingdom authority. And this morning, we just want to explore what that looks like for us as a community of kingdom carriers to step into what God's calling us to. But first, we'd just love to reflect on where we think this site has got to. Uh, Mike said it in the last seven or eight months since we launched the site. And I'll hand back over to Soph for this. So, yeah. The end of September, cast your minds back if you were here. Uh, We launched at the very end of September 2018. And I just have to say, it has been an incredible team effort to make it happen. And there are a number of people who have just absolutely been serving their socks off to make church happen week in, week out. And it's really humbling and overwhelming, to be honest, when we get to church and just see these wonderful teams of people happily serving away and some of the same people pretty much every week so just to start by saying an enormous thank you to people who have really carried it and served and got us off the ground it's been overwhelming Um, and you know we've accomplished the first aim thanks be to God we have accomplished what we set out to do to start with which is a local expression of Vineyard Church in the north of the city where people can come, explore faith and be welcomed into the church family. So should we just celebrate that moment that we have got there, we've started. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? We are just loving it. We're absolutely loving it. I personally, um, and I think I speak for Ian as well, I've never been so excited to come to church. It's just such an exciting adventure to be on with you all. And we love this community. We love what's growing. And we love seeing new faces every week and getting to meet new people and just seeing people encountering Jesus and just taking steps in their journey. And we love that people are inviting their friends and neighbors. That's what it's all about. That's what we're here for. And, you know, we really love what's going on in our kids and youth ministries as well. It's not just about this room on a Sunday, but actually our young people are leading the way on being kingdom carriers and the team are just doing a fantastic job. And we heard a couple of weeks ago, four kids gave their life to Jesus in one morning for the first time. It was just wonderful. 
So. And a few weeks ago, we had a meeting with some of the leaders in this community, probably about 25 of us. So we were in, um, we were in one of the rooms here and we said, you know what? This feels a little bit ha like how we expected to start with probably maybe about 30 people, 40 people. Well, <laughs> that is not how we started. It was a very good problem to have. But on our first Sunday, we were like, <laughs> we might have outgrown the venue <laughs> already, <laughs> which was um, incredible, but um, took us somewhat by surprise. So God is doing something here. And so we launched with more people than we thought we would. Um, and now seven months or so down the line, we acknowledge that there are some Sundays where it feels a little bit tight. It feels a little bit like we're full to the brim. A few weeks ago when we had some baby dedications and some 50th wedding anniversaries to celebrate, that was a glorious morning, but it was maybe a little bit too cosy. There was over 100 adults in this room. And at that point we were like, yeah, no, we can't keep doing it like this, can we? So... Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did end up accidentally, because uh, we couldn't move the walls, because unfortunately the Holiday Inn had lost the mechanism you need, we were the wrong way around, and the kids were in these two rooms, this was divided, and we were in the room over there, which, if you were here, you might agree, felt a little bit more spacious. So that is potentially something that we can look into, but it does come with a big caveat, it did mean that the mini kids had a much smaller room than usual. And you know what? They are a priority as well. It's not just about us being more comfortable. So thanks to God, they had an incredible morning. They actually had more kids than normal in a smaller room than normal and just had some incredible encounters with God. So it was amazing, but we don't want to ask them to compromise just for our sake. Mm. So one option that we do have is that we could multiply the kids' groups because there is another room that we could use, which is the boardroom, because the youth aren't using that room now. But the thing that is holding us back is the number of kids' team that we have. To make that happen, we would need a whole load more people on the team. Now, as we've already said, we're overwhelmed by people's commitment to serving and making church happen. And the last thing we want to do is ask people who are already serving week in, week out to take on something else as well. But what we would like to boldly ask this morning is that if you consider this to be your church family and you're not on a team yet, or you might have the capacity to pick up another team if you are on one, would you consider getting involved in the kids' ministry? It's not just to make life a little bit easier and a bit more comfortable for us. It's actually a real privilege and a joy to be on that team because it's not just babysitting. It is raising up the next generation of kingdom carriers. And as we've already said, they are leading the way and having a fantastic time. But that is one thing that would potentially mean everybody gets a little bit more space if we could just recruit a few more team. Mm. So that is just something we wanted to put out there this morning and ask you to consider. So one thing you might be thinking is, well, why don't we just move venue? That's one option. If we need more space, why don't we just move? And and we could. That is one possibility, and it is one that we have explored over the last few months. You have to anticipate, don't you? As we grow as a church, what will we do? But at this moment, 
we don't feel that God has spoken clearly about a move, about trying to find somewhere else to go. We feel that we have favor in this place, in the Holiday Inn. We have a wonderful relationship with the, um, with the hotel and with the staff that work here. It is incredible how much they bless us. And uh, just some of the things we were just even talking about it this morning, some of the things that they allow us to do in this building that is just God's favor on us as a community. So we really value our relationship with this hotel. Um, and we also feel that at this time, that geographically, the position that we're in is significant. And this is where we're meant to be at this stage of, of this site. And that in the future, we may move. We, you know, we may find another venue. We may move to a different part of the city. Obviously, we'll be in the north of the city, as Cardiff North. But, um, but at this point in time, at this stage of, uh, of this site's growth, we feel like we're positioned exactly where we're supposed to be. You know, this site was God's idea. It was birthed in a vision that James and Jen, our senior pastors, had. Um, and he gave them that vision. This was his idea to do this site. And we didn't know where it was going to be when we started exploring this journey. Last summer, when we didn't have a venue, we felt like we might never find one that was going to be suitable. It got to that point. But God had this venue up his sleeve the whole time. And when he revealed it to us and when we started talking to the hotel, it was so clear that this was where we were spent supposed, supposed to start the journey. And we trust that he will continue to build his church, whatever that's going to look like. We trust that God is in control of that. And so when he speaks, we'll be obedient. When he speaks clearly, we will be obedient. But in the meantime, we do feel that God is speaking about opportunities for us to grow in other areas, particularly in the ways that we can connect with and carry the kingdom um, into our local community. That's what we feel like God is speaking to us about at the moment. Whilst there's Whilst there's pressures and whilst there's not many um, things that we can change that we do on a Sunday other than what Soph's just shared, we do feel like he's speaking clearly about ways that we can connect with this part of the city. And as a staff team, we have been incredibly inspired and challenged by Alan Scott's book, Scattered Servants. You might have noticed we've been challenged by it because we've quoted it numerous times throughout this series. And in the book, he writes about a time when God clearly spoke to them and said this. If you go after the city, I'll take care of the church. If you take care of the city, I'll take care of the church. And in this moment, that's exactly what we feel he's saying to us as a community in Cardiff North. He's saying, go after the city and I'll take care of this church. And there's a picture that God has been speaking to us through. Um, that we, What we have here is we've established a watering hole. We've got a place where people can come and drink living water, be refreshed and be replenished. It's a place of community. It's a place of life. And that now we're being invited to dig streams off that watering hole to bring life to the communities around us. And before we became a multi-site church, God spoke to me really powerfully through um, some verses in Isaiah. And the youth were actually looking at Isaiah today, which is cool. Um, so just a couple of verses. The first one is in Isaiah 58, 11 to 12. He said this that I felt was for our community. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And I found that so encouraging and reassuring as we were launching. And the second one that really encouraged me is in Isaiah 43, verse 19. It was a new thing at the time. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. 
and God's reminded us of these verses in the last month or so, we embarked on this adventure for those yet to come. That's what it was all about, is that it's for those yet to come. And now is the time to spread out from this place, to dig streams in the wasteland, to bring life to those around us. And ultimately, that's what this whole series has been about. It's been about every single one of us carrying the kingdom everywhere, every day. Couldn't have said it better myself. So throughout this series, we've been looking, we've looked at several passages, particularly in Matthew's gospel, that lay out our mission as kingdom carriers, the mandate that Jesus gives us as disciples. And on a number of occasions, we've turned to Matthew 10, and we read about how Jesus called the 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out spirits and heal every disease and sickness. And then he sent them out saying, as you go, proclaim this message, the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely you have received, freely give. And then later in Matthew's gospel in chapter 28, Jesus came to the disciples and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. The commission as Jesus' disciples is to go. It's really clear from these verses. As you go, preach the message. You have authority, therefore go. The emphasis here is on going, not staying put. You see, it's as we go that we begin to see the kingdom come. As we step out, as we take risks, as we share the hope that we have with those around us, with the broken world that needs to hear that hope. It's about stepping out and not settling for a comfortable life and a nice Sunday service. This, uh, what we have on a Sunday, this gathering, this community is wonderful and we enjoy it and it's, um, what we experience is great, but it's not the fulfillment of what God's called us to in this part of the city. It's good, but it's only the beginning. And plenty of people um, uh, have come to us and said since we launched, uh, who maybe aren't part of this community said, we're hearing great things about Cardiff North. It's wonderful what God's doing. And we say to them, our response is yes, yes it is. We are so encouraged by what we see, but we're not satisfied. We're encouraged, but we're not satisfied. We are so pleased and so encouraged to have this wonderful community gathering. So said it at the start, we love it. We love this community. We love, we love this time that we get to spend with you guys and, and, and seeing what God is doing amongst us. But we believe there is more. We have to believe there's more, don't we? We can't become content and settle. We launch this site for those yet to come. And we long to see people come to know Jesus. We, lead, we long to see lives changed by him. And over the past few months, we've heard some incredible stories. We've had people sharing stories of how God is moving in their lives and, and leading them to their neighbors and to their local communities and in their workplaces and out on the streets. And particularly through Love Cardiff last week, we heard some wonderful stories. But we feel like we've glimpsed the power of what can happen as we go out as we go, but we long to see more. So with that in mind, what could that look like in Cardiff North? Now there are a few things that we believe are stirring that God is going to release more vision for. Um, but to be honest, the thing that we hope for above all is to see people in this community released into the vision that God is giving them. So is he speaking to you about a way to bring life to your community, to your neighborhood, or to your workplace? 
we are really excited to see what dreams and visions God plants among our community. And we hope to bless and support and equip you to see your God-given dreams come to fruition and bring life to the city. And we trust that God will be speaking to you. And we would love to hear if God is stirring your heart for something. And maybe we just start a conversation about what that might look like. Now, as site pastors, we believe that our role is to lead this community as we all embrace our calling to be kingdom carriers. It is definitely not the Ian and Sophie show. What a relief. This is God's church. And he has given everybody different gifts, different dreams. We all have a part to play. Everybody gets to play. So we want to support and equip people as they step out. So if God is birthing a vision for something in your heart, for your community, we want to release you in that. We want to bless you in that. Having said that, we did also want to share a few things that we feel like God is speaking about. So the first is that we would love for this community, that was a new word, this community, (laughs) to have a greater presence out and about in North Cardiff more opportunities to engage and connect with people where we can offer people the opportunity to encounter Jesus, to encounter the hope that we have on the street. Now, it was so exciting last Saturday that so many people in this community were out and about all over different parts of the city and visibly demonstrating the kingdom and God's love for our communities. And as part of that, Ian took a team um, onto the streets of Whitchurch, doing some kind of healing on the streets, offering to pray for people. And they had some great conversations. So do you want to share some of what happened? Yeah, sure. Uh, So as Sophie said, I got to take a few people out on the streets of Whitchurch as part of Love Cardiff. And we did have some great conversations with people. But as you'd expect, there were people who were reluctant to stop and chat. They were on a mission to do whatever they wanted to do, and they didn't want to stop and talk to a couple of Christians who wanted to share Jesus with them. Uh, And as you can imagine, there were also people who were more than happy to stop and chat. But when it came to being prayed for or talking about Jesus, they were a bit more skeptical about that. But what we did see as we were out on the streets were clear signs that people are searching for something. In the conversations that we did have, that was really clear, that people are worried and confused about the uncertainty in Britain at this time, Um, whether it's in their own lives or just what's happening nationally. And they're looking for hope and meaning in whatever they can find it in. And we spoke to um, one man who had suffered a stroke 10 years ago. And when we offered him prayer, he refused it. But he said to us, you know what? I wish I had a faith like yours. I wish I had that kind of faith. And even as we tried to say, he can have it. Let us tell you about it. He was like, no, I don't think I can. And he walked off. But he wants it. I got talking to another guy actually on a bench who was sat just about to have a cigarette as he waited for his wife to finish doing a bit of shopping on the street in um, on Merthyr Road. And, and what was really clear from talking to him that was that he was concerned about the state of our society. And he'd lost his hope in people and politics. He just looked at the world around and he was like, this isn't going in the right direction. Even just the way that the things were happening with the environment was concerning him. And I was just able to share with him in that moment um, the hope that I have in Jesus, to share that with him. And again, as I offered him prayer, he, he, didn't, want to, he didn't want to receive prayer or, or for me to pray for him. But as I parted ways with him, he said, nice to meet you today, Ian. I've really enjoyed our conversation. It's given me plenty of food for thought. 
And, and you just don't know when you're speaking to people and sharing Jesus with them. You know, it's the parable of the sower. And you don't know what, how their hearts are ready to receive the word of God. And I just have a real conviction that if we, if there were people from this community, more of us, doing this stuff more regularly, out and about, that we would start to build a trust and relationship with those people. What was wonderful in these local communities is that the people we met were from that local area. You know, you go into the city center, and I'm not saying don't go into the city center and do this, but you meet people and they could be from anywhere that day. But in these communities, you're meeting people who are like, I'll probably be back next Saturday or in a couple of weeks' time. And so I just feel like as if we were doing this more than the people that we met last week who said no, in a couple of weeks' time, as you build trust with them, as you have conversations with them, they become softened and, and more willing to respond and receive prayer. So we'd love to do that. And I'm not asking you to sign up and give away every Saturday of your life for the rest of your life. I'm not saying sign up and you've got to do this every single Saturday. I mean, if God's speaking to you and you want to do that, <laughs> you are released. Go do it. Um, go for it. We will not stop you. But as kingdom carriers, we should be having encounters like this every day or having opportunities to do this. And if we're intentional and interruptible in our lives, then I believe we can. Taking opportunities to talk to people, um, it doesn't come naturally to me and it doesn't come naturally to a lot of us. But I just think most of the time we feel too busy or we just feel a little bit out of our depth. And so having opportunities to do this stuff together is a great training ground. It just creates space for us uh, to carve out a little bit of time in our week to practice it and give it a go, and to put ourselves in a position where divine encounters can happen and the kingdom can break in. So I'd love to see over the next few months, something we'd love to start is to do this, you know, once a month, to go out on the streets as a team. And if people, if you guys are interested, I'd love to join you in doing that. And we could just go out and try and build those relationships and see how the kingdom can break in. We would love to see the kingdom break out on our streets in North Cardiff for people to encounter Jesus, be healed, restored, and set free. Thank you. So that's the first thing. Secondly, we feel that we are called to meet the needs of this area, to be a blessing, and to offer people the hope that we have. Now, before we launched the site, Ian met with um, one of our local councillors for Flanishon and Thornhill, um, and he said to us that one of the biggest areas of need in that environment in particular is a lack of provision for young people there's just not really much for them to do, uh, which leads to bored teenagers finding alternative ways to have fun and potentially getting into trouble. And I'm part of a, there's a Facebook group for the Lanishan and Thornhill community, and it breaks my heart to see how many times people are posting on there complaining about kids on their bikes causing trouble on Fishguard Road or something like that. And God spoke to me before we launched about what could be unlocked through investing in young people in our area. And we would love to explore ways that we can engage with youth beyond the church. Now, I don't know about you, but I think it must be an incredibly difficult time to be a teenager. Just growing up in the era of social media and the pressure to be liked and to present yourself a certain way, it looks terrifying. And it's no wonder that the mental health of young people is regularly hitting the news and is of serious concern in our society. It's not just the church who are worried about young people, it's everybody. And we would love to see youth coming to know their creator, who gives them a secure identity and a hope for the future.
because that is what they need above all. So whether it's maybe finding ways to connect with schools in North Cardiff or starting a youth group or something that young people can attend and bring their friends to or something else completely different entirely, we just feel that there is a window of opportunity there and we're being called to try and do something, to try and meet a need. And thirdly, we're aware that across North Cardiff there's a large population of older people who are at risk of being lonely and isolated in their own homes. And we would love to see a sense of community and family restored to those who feel lost or abandoned. Last week, Marion shared about their heart for where they live and said that their sense is, in terms of the poverty in the area, it's a lack of community spirit. And I think she's absolutely right. And we would love to see community spirit restored. And we'd love to see kingdom community where everybody is welcomed and everybody is included. We'd love for that to be the norm. Because ultimately, our vision and our mandate as a church is to restore the city. And we want to see lives restored as people come to know Jesus and find a new life in him. So as we keep saying, we launch this site for those yet to come. We have got a watering hole here. We've found the living water and we've tasted and seen of its goodness. And now it's time for us to dig streams into the wastelands, to take up that mandate, to embrace what we've been commissioned to do, to carry the kingdom into the places we go, to proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand and show people that the kingdom is near. Our prayer is that God's kingdom would come, that in this city it would be as it is in heaven. And we're just just coming in to finish now. I just in Matthew nine thirty seven, Jesus tells his disciples that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. In the verses that follow, we see that it's the disciples who Jesus actually sends out. And we are ending this series today by declaring that we believe that God is saying the same thing to us as a community this morning, that the harvest is plentiful in North Cardiff, but the workers are few. But the Lord is sending us out. The Lord is sending us out in the knowledge that we are kingdom carriers and that we carry the authority of the king. So if you consider yourself to be a part of this community, then we would love to invite you to consider how can you play your part? How can you play your part in this? Everyone gets to play. Jesus invites all of us to partner with him. If God is stirring your heart about anything that we've shared this morning or anything else, if God is stirring your heart for North Cardiff and how to carry his kingdom into North Cardiff, we'd love to talk about it with you, whatever it is. If you're not sure what it looks like for you, if you're wondering, I just don't know, I don't know what he's calling me to, then we'd love to encourage you to pray about it. Ask God, how can I be a kingdom carrier in this place? Ask him to give you a vision for your family, your workplace, your street. What can you do? And as we said earlier, we feel that we've glimpsed the start of what this looks like when we begin to step out. We, when we proclaim and demonstrate the kingdom. When we offer those around us the hope that we have. And I'd just love to end by saying, Jesus is the hope of our city. Therefore, we must go. Why don't you stand? So just to explain, we love to invite the presence of God to come and meet with us 
and just keep doing what he's doing.